Hey, Eau Claire, enjoy this holiday season downtown by shopping local, sharing your secrets with Santa, and stopping by downtown Eau Claire's Haymarket Holiday on Small Business Saturday, November 25th. The festivities will be held at Haymarket Plaza and the Pablo Center at the Confluence from 11 to 3 with trolley rides to boot. Come for cider, cocoa, and community Ho, ho, hope to see you there on Saturday, November 25th. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, the podcast that gets my perspectives on sports. I'm Derek. My dad, Scott, will be joining us throughout this episode. Today, we got a nice, fun one. Week 10 coming up upon us on the NFL season, so we'll talk some NFL as well as what I have been doing hockey-related. Kicking it off in the NFL, let's start off with the Kansas City Chiefs. They started off the year with that loss on Thursday night to the Lions, and people were so quick to jump to them like, oh, this year they might spiral out of control. Nope, that did not happen. They've turned around and they've won seven out of eight games. This is that Chiefs dynasty team that we've been talking about. This team is turning into like what the Patriots had become with Tom Brady. And Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady in this situation. So the question will be, is anybody going to be able to stop them as we continue into the season? Where you can start to see who is going to be a dominant force. Continue. Looking over the Chiefs, you had, you have seen the Chiefs. You know they've started to become more of a team that has made consistent runs in the postseason in recent years, even to the Super Bowl. So this is a team that this is a dangerous team. Honestly, you got Patrick Mahomes, his main target, Travis Kelsey, their wide receiving core. You is able to make good plays. So this. Is, this is an all-around dangerous team. Thoughts on the Chiefs? Well, you hit the nail on the head, Derek. They are a very good team. They've uh, allowed some teams back in the games. Uh, just this last week with, say, the Miami Dolphins after they got a good start. But uh, give them credit. They are good. I don't think there's any other reason to try to argue against that. Yeah, going off on what you said, they do let some teams into games, but then they do what they did to, like, the Bears and just blow teams out sometimes. Well, let's talk about the team that's pretty much the main focus in this area, the Green Bay Packers, sitting at 3-5. and five. Overall, they are just barely better than my beloved Bears, who won their game on Thursday night before this recording. And if you're Green Bay, this is kind of that season where you're not, you're kind of in the race for second place right now. The Lions have kind of run away with the division. So it's a race between Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago for who's going to get the second place spot. Possibly even slip into the wild card. That's currently what the teams are focusing on. If they are able to, well, punch themselves into a postseason spot, it's most likely not going to be through the NFC North as the Lions 
early in the season, they seem to have run away with it. Hey, don't sleep on the Minnesota Vikings all of a sudden. I'm sure you're going to get to them. Yeah. You know what? Let's get right over to them. This team, this they are not out of it. This They're still in second place. They have... This is still a strong wide receiving core with Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. With the QB room having a bit of a change. With Kirk Cousins getting injured, he tore his Achilles, will for sure be out for the remainder of the season unless he makes a miracle recovery. So that'll put the ball in the hands of Mr. Joshua Dobbs. He was come he came over from the Arizona Cardinals along with a draft pick so if you're the Vikings you're going to have to rely on him to hit his targets and that's a pretty amazing story where he didn't even know who his teammates were as part of last Sunday and helped lead them to that dramatic comeback. He had no, he didn't really know the playbook all that much. He'd, he'd only been in town since I believe it was Wednesday, and they did not anticipate using him. But uh, the the quarterback they were using went down. I think in either the first series or the second series of the game with a concussion. So it's it's a pretty cool story, uh, the Joshua Dobbs story, and he's a very smart young man uh, he's, he's he's pretty much a nasa scientist with <laughs> with his background uh, but no matter how smart you are to be thrust into that position uh, to some extent though when you don't have as much practice time as some guys typically have you just go out there and ball you don't overthink it we'll see how we'll see if the vikings can keep this going it'll be intriguing to see if they can they were left for dead then they go on this tear then kirk cousin gets hurt you think they're dead again but they're still hanging around especially in the nfc wild card picture yeah if you're the vikings it's going to come down to if joshua dobbs can adjust to this minnesota vikings playbook and will be able to make the plays that can get them the wins. Big game this week against uh, fellow 5-4 and four New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans probably is, that a, that NFC South is a mess, so it's not necessarily a, a wild card competitor. New Orleans is probably going for the division where eight or nine wins might get be enough to get you the, the win in that division. But still... Vikings a chance to go two games above 500 and really turn this into a magical season. Yeah, looking over at that South Division, it always seems to end up being a mess. Sometimes eight wins wins it, sometimes ten wins is what it needs. It's usually not the big, not the big 13-14 win team comes out of that division. But you never know, that could be next season. New Orleans with the 5 and 4 is still looking to go for the division. Well, let's move over to the team that the Vikings acquired Joshua Dobbs from, the Arizona Cardinals. And this is just a rebuilding team altogether. 1 and 8. And it's just that year where you're going to struggle as a rebuilding team if you want to get into back into the pot potentially out of last place look, you're going to have to start looking ahead to the next two or three years when you're going to start to 
create that much better of a team. For now, they are sitting at the bottom of their division. While simultaneously giving up 240 points while scoring 151. Well, it's a start, but it's not quite exactly where you want to be. To start off with, you're going to have to dig yourself out of that in the next few years. Thoughts on how the Arizona Cardinals are doing right now? Well, the Arizona Cardinals are going to get back Kyler Murray this week. Uh, intriguing to see how Kyler Murray reacquaints re himself with that team. Of course, he was drafted as the quarterback of the future, led them to a playoff spot. There's been those issues or perceived issues of uh, him, uh, his studying habits and stuff like that with the playbook and, and all that sort of thing. And does Arizona move off of him after this year? And, and in a couple months, we're really going to be looking at the, the draft order with all of those quarterbacks coming out. This will be intriguing the rest of the season for Arizona to see how Kyler Murray plays. Does he have a future with the Arizona Cardinals? Or does he also play himself onto another team next year if they decide to move off from him? Yeah, that could be an interesting story later on this season. Well, let's move on to the race in the AFC East. It's definitely a fun one. We got the Dolphins at the top of the division. They had that big win that had been the big story against the Broncos, 70-20. to And have seemed to be like, well, they're not going to sleep. There was that run where they were towards the bottom of the AFC East for a long time. They've shot back to the top. I think this team, well, I don't want to put anything out there, but honestly, this team is what a good team wants to be. Why do you say that? It's just a fully built team. You got Tyreek Hill that can run the ball with great speed. You got the defense that can make, that can well stop offenses from getting the big points. And you can also put up big points. So the Dolphins are just well put around. Well, the Dolphins have had their trouble beating teams with a winning record. You saw what happened against the Kansas City Chiefs. Struggles there, losses to the Eagles and the Bills. And a number of those points that they put up were, as you said, in that historic win against the Denver Broncos. Uh, this is a team right now that I think there's a bit of a paper tiger aspect to them. They can put some points on the board. There is some flash, but there's not a lot of substance right now. They've got a bye week, and then when they come out of it, they've got games against the Raiders and the Jets. We'll see if this is the time of the year where teams are, are starting to play their better football. We'll see if the Dolphins are for real or, again, if they're just a lot of flash and not a lot of substance. There are things to like, especially with that speedy, offense that they have with Waddle and with Hill and of course with Tua with him staying healthy this year but there's also a lot of question marks as to whether this is a team that could uh, finish it off and if this is a team that can make a run in the postseason yeah I love how you put that is it gonna be just a flash year like is this gonna be the hot start that will fall apart towards the end 
Or will this be a team that can go on a deep run? The question is still out there as we still have not reached the back half of the season. We still got eight weeks left in the season. Anything can still happen. The Bills and the Jets are not still very far behind them, just about one game behind them. So that should about sum up the NFL in the past little bit. We're going to move on to what I have done in the hockey world. So recently my team had started off the season on Halloween weekend, kicked it off with a nice 6-5 to win, started off with a 2 nothing lead, then lost it in the second period, made it 3-2, to and then managed to come back and win it 6-5. to So we got the first win. Then, the following weekend, we had two games in Menominee. Usually when I go to Menominee, my team seems to dominate, so I was coming in with a lot of confidence. Game was, the first game was a very close one for majority of the game. But eventually, my team pulled away, and we took a 7-3 win. Just the third period was what it took to pull away from Menominee. But the second game, we just had their number the whole time. It, was, it started off in the first. We took a 6 to nothing lead in the first period, which was pretty much enough to get the game into running clock. And then from there, it just continued to come. And an 11 to 2 final score in that. Just a complete offensive onslaught from our team. Our coach was trying to make us do a three passes to start before we could take a shot. And then we would just continue to score. Then it was boosted to five passes. And every time we would shoot before. Making the five passes, we'd have to do a line drill at the next practice. Let's just say one of my teammates kept shooting before the five, and we ended up having to do a lot of line drills. So we've only played three games. We're sitting at 3-0. and oh, A very good start to the year, I might say. But now we've got our toughest challenge yet the day of this recording. We are taking on Hudson who I've only beaten once, and it was in a tournament game in Ashland, which is about three hours north from here, near Lake Superior. And whenever I play them, it's just, they seem to dominate. I don't know what it is, but we just seem to get completely outmatched. The one time we did beat them, we scored in the first 17 seconds and then just shut them out the whole game, so... It could happen again, or it could just be another Hudson repeat. I'm not sure, but of course it's the team. This Hudson team that we play later today is the team that we have to play to get into the state tournament, which is basically the biggest tournament in the state. So it's a bit unfortunate who we got matched up with for that. But for now, that's who we play later today. With the day after this recording, we've got two against Superior. Last time I had played them, it was in the same tournament, but in the championship game. So, and we, my team ended up losing that one by, like, I believe three goals. So, the question will be, will this team...
be able to take down Superior? And will it be good enough to overtake Hudson? So that should be a very interesting story. I should have to talk about that in our next episode, along with some NHL talk. So, from all of us here at the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, I'm Derek Montesano, saying that'll do it for this edition of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast.